Welcome to the first episode of the Divine Sovereign Beings podcast. My name is Jace. And my name is Alexis. And we are extremely excited to bring to you this new project that we've been working on. Uh, we've been spending the past couple days uh, setting up this little studio that we have here. There was a lot of uh, technical work that had to go into it, but we finally have what seems to be our best setup. So we're very excited. And thank you for all the work that you did do to create this setup because I know how it can be. And I appreciate you putting in that effort. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. And you too. It was, it was fun. It was fun. Good. And we're here now. We got, we got we're it. Here we're now. here. <laughs> You're here now. We're here now. This is really happening. This is the first episode of our podcast. We've been working on this. We've been working on this in our minds for about like two years, I would say now. Yeah, and so you might notice that we are uh, not in a van at the moment. So is there something that you want to tell everybody? Yeah, I think we've been, you know, letting people wait long enough to find out that we have indeed secured a home. And we would also like to tell you where it is because it is such a substantial and exciting location in the United States and we're very proud to be a part of the community here. So without further ado, we'll do a little drum roll. And reveal to you the sunny, beautiful Ooh, vortex of Sedona, Arizona. Mm. We have we have been gifted a beautiful place um, from a friend of ours in Sedona. We are right next to the creek. It is incredible. And we just did a great hike today, and we would highly recommend, if you've never been to Sedona, to come visit because we can advocate that it's really a fun time. There is plenty of magic going on here, and basically everyone who does come here knows that, and they have that in mind instead of it just being like some secrets that, you know, the really woke people in your community know about the woke places or vortexes in your area. Everybody who comes here knows that that's what this place is all about. And so that's a really cool I don't know, a really cool fact about the place and why we like it so much because it's the intention and the no, the knowing is really here. I got to say, we've been here several times in the past year that we've been in the van and every time I put so much intention <laughs> and prayer into manifesting a place here. Um, I've, I've wanted to live here ever since I first came here years ago and... Every time I've come back, I've, I've just put in that attention. So to finally get that from the universe in like such a divine, synchronous, harmonious way um, is just such a blessing. And we're so grateful to our friend who um, really like kind of hooked us up with this place here. And uh, I don't I don't want to say their name just for, you know, their anonymity, but you know who you are and we're extremely grateful to you extremely grateful and apollo loves it here too he loves having his own little yard and a patio and he is a member of the divine sovereign beings team a member of our household and he will also be inputting his own audio to the podcast at times that we cannot predict so we just thought we'd let you know ahead of time that apollo's energy is very strong here and yeah he we really should probably just get him his own mic now we uh -huh. really want to i'm just might hook up a, a little lapel mic so he can he can have his opinions known because he definitely seems to have a lot of opinions he knows we're talking he's about him right now he's just staring at us <laughs> You, you just got to wait to go outside right now, okay? We're, we're going to do a podcast and we'll go play outside. Okay. 
Well. So really excited to bring this project to you. We have a certain layout that we're kind of going to work with right now. First thing we want to do is, and we want to do with this every show, is highlight another conscious creator, a friend of ours that is creating a product or a service that we would like to highlight and share with a greater community because we're more about community instead of competition here. We really want to move into that new paradigm in the way that we feel is appropriate. And so to highlight our very first creator, I'm going to read to you a small excerpt about what they bring to the table, to the to the community. And I just want to make sure I nail it so all of the important things are there. So let's let's talk about our first conscious creator. So the highlighted creators for this episode of the Divine Sovereign Beings podcast is Hopewell Farm. LLC. Their full spectrum CBD oil salve and pre-rolls have been consciously created to stay the way nature intended. Real high quality full spectrum CBD oil means we don't strip out the hemp derived THC nor the additional CBDs such as CBN which help which can help fully activate your endocannabinoid system. Paul is excited about that full spectrum oil. <laughs> Love it. And the endocannabinoid system if you haven't heard of it it's a doozies. It's something we all have and should probably be feeding. So gas station and most popular producers don't always give you that level of purity as well as the third party lab tested concentration. Often you're only getting 50 to 60% of what the bottle is marked, if that much at all. The oils are great for anyone that you may want to consider feeding they're, they're good for anyone and you may want to consider feeding your endocannabinoid system for a few months to see your see for yourself the effects cbd oil is more commonly used for people with nervous system brain and gut issues but has the ability to nurture everyone hopewell farm has created a service for their friends and themselves to have a conscious truthful and safe creation they also offer a salve that can be that can help even open wounds with CBD extract and comfrey herb. If you or your family in the United States need a trustworthy source that will mail to your door, we genuinely know, it's true, genuinely know and trust Hope Will Farm. Their website and Facebook links are going to be in the description below. And a big thank you to the commitment of these creators to serve humanity. And now we shall begin with the rest of our show. Yeah, and I just want to say like, I want to reiterate, these guys are awesome um, at Hopewell Farms. Like, we're good friends with them, and uh, they make an excellent product. And it's really important with all the CBD oil out on the market to know that yours is coming from a place that is um, creating it in, like, the most uh, uh, bioavailable and healthy way. Because there's a lot of CBD out there that is... um, uh, mismarketed and mislabeled and is kind of more of a gimmick. Yeah. And the full spectrum oil is like, that's, that's so much better because you're getting all of what the plant has to offer, um, aside from the THC, you know, but, um, but a lot of these brands that are putting stuff out there are like, are, are not even giving you what they're telling you they're giving you. So yeah. And they're cutting it and they are cutting corners and it's, it's not cool because really this is such a beautiful plant. It gives so much, the hemp plant. It has so many other properties. I'd love to highlight other creators who are also working with the hemp plant in other ways because I feel like that's where this like huge amount of energy is flooding towards. The hemp has so much potential to offer us on this planet 
And it's also maybe not even from this planet, which is another reason why I think it's awesome. But our bodies are built to process it. And people who are taking it, sometimes in the beginning, they notice a really big effect. They're like, wow, I feel way better. And then it kind of drifts off over time because they're now feeding that system and things have kind of come into equilibrium. But if you've been considering it and you really want to try it, I would highly recommend the prices are actually lower than most and their quality is much higher and truly their intention is to actually help people and they are you know a mom and pop kind of place so we're excited to feature them and we hope that you will you know consider their product if that's what's been on your mind it's it's something that we trust so and (laughs) apollo has now made his appearance on the podcast Apollo's kind of like a shark (laughs) <laughs> when when he's going crazy and you pick him up and hold him on his back and turn him upside down, uh, he just goes right to sleep. So He just kind of gets a little droopy. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so what else we want to do on the show, Jason and I have decided, is that he's going to be bringing up some things that I haven't seen, some of them I haven't seen, and I'm going to be bringing up some things that he hasn't seen, and we're going to bring it up for all of us here in this space right here um, on the screen. So do you want to get into our first talking point Let's for our first ever episode? Yeah, and, uh, and that first talking point has to do with the major uh, astrological and cosmic alignments that are going on today. So let's pull that up and then you can tell us a little more about it because you are the space weather expert. I mean... Oh, that's Some not the right thing. Think so. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Well, okay, this is this is the first time <laughs> we're really really doing this, so there might be Oh no, <laughs> that's the wrong picture. I'm just going to block out Alexis's face. Um, <laughs> Sedona. <laughs> how am I going to do this? Okay, wait. <laughs> you know, it, it it's always got to work when you're testing it and then not when you actually want to do it but here we go i'm getting it to work all right we, we got it fixed it there we, we did go. it this is what it's supposed to look like here we go so let's talk about this real fast just for your information for those of you who are following astrology and those of you who may not be i wanted to highlight there is a substantial astrological thing happening today today is january 12 2020 and saturn is conjuncting Pluto in the sign of Capricorn. So (laughs) that has a lot to do with the structure of our society. So again, I'm going to read this little excerpt off of the article for you. I have it here on my phone so I don't have to squint, you know. And so how will Saturn conjunct Pluto 2020 affect us? So nice short little thing on a global level we may expect to see big shifts in things such as governments political boundaries economic happenings or far-reaching advancements in technology or thought as with most things we may not realize the impact of some of these shifts until much like until much later because again these are these are the outer planets they move a lot slower this particular this particular grouping hasn't happened for over 500 years and the last time that this thing happened martin luther um, made a big move in the catholic 
church basically oh, I didn't even know that broke off I knew it was very significant it in was history. significant I didn't know it was so that Luther. particular this last time a big thing was a, a shift in kind of the control structure which then was more of the religious control structure yeah. so now in our world what our control structure kind of looks like is less of the religion even though that's definitely still a part of it there is still a spiritual religious sort of control thing going on but as most of us know the biggest control structure seems to be the United States and again then even deeper which is kind of where Pluto goes is the shadow government and and the mafia and so on so most of us are expecting 2020 to kind of be the enlightenment and bringing to light and justice of this shadowy realm and control structures so this day is marking where that is expected to kind of put things into into motion for the energies of our planet and that we're in so i'm excited i'm excited to see what's going to follow the next few days and again since this is kind of a big big movement it's going to really the energy of this is going to kind of cover the entire year and then 500 some years from now they're going to be like oh that's that was the time when everyone found out that the world's being run by a satanic luciferian mafia or whatever and that's that might be what happens i don't know but it's significant if you've been feeling weird we also just had a lunar eclipse on the 10th and and a, yeah a full moon and a lunar eclipse so that was in cancer that makes people emotional oh so if you're God, feeling, like, feeling I, a little weird yeah the past couple of days i mean one moving to a new place does that to you but yeah aside from that because we're, we're very happy and comfortable and grounded here yeah um the energy is like i feel like me personally i've been so emotionally reactive like the past couple of days and i'm n- rarely ever like that and yeah. uh it's like it's usually my rock when I'm getting a little yeah but we have to be each other's rock, rock sometime <laughs> we both have shed some tears for sure so if you've been feeling a little off that might be why because this is a big deal um, there was many meditations even today to bring a positive intention to this shift so yeah. personally we'd like to send an intention for world peace world love yes and the justice and the revealing of truth and allowing people to come into their own power and their own knowingness and releasing parasitic control control structures from us so we may Uh do cool projects and you know be creative in any which way that we want without having to like fight tooth and nail to do it and it was 111 yesterday so that makes it even cooler yes that's like two major days in a row that are having these major like impacts th- all three like boom 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 three days yeah. in a row yeah so awesome. we thought we'd tell you that and inform you a little bit and i guess now we're gonna move into our next talking point that we wanted oh. to bring to you yeah which so is related this is, this is something that um i brought over and i feel like this is super related to um what you're talking about with the major world changes and collapses of um like structure mm-hmm. um like negative power structures that are going on around the planet right now so of course like the biggest thing that's in the news at the moment is um iran and everything that's been happening with iran and this is like even closer to home for me because i am part iranian and i have that um like history in my family and so 
it's it's interesting to see what's going on now and seeing the uh, the very extreme polarized uh, opinions that are being uh, adopted by like the society right now, you know. Yeah. And what I thought was really interesting when the uh, when the operation that killed Soleimani was conducted um, was you know we there was this big big push by the media. Um, to make it look like it was the worst thing that we could have done. Like it was Trump starting World War III, how irresponsible, like, you know. And then on top of that, like, oh, you are, we're, you know, you're messing with the Iranian people. Like, it's better for their democracy for us not to interfere. And honestly, I don't, those people don't know what they're talking about because <laughs> what's been occurring in Iran is, um, well, their government, first of all, is not, a real democracy it's a democracy on paper but if you look at the complicated power structure in iran it's completely run by the uh, the religious islamic state and you have the supreme leader the ayatollah who uh is like in charge of everything like he tells he tells everybody what to do basically and so um i thought it was super interesting that today or yesterday um these articles are coming up talking about how uh there are uh, uh, protests going on in Tehran, the capital right now, uh, calling for the Ayatollah's resignation, which is huge because now that the media is admitting it, now people are like, oh, wow, like the death of Soleimani was actually really critical to um, the collapse of this uh, uh, like very dark uh, regime. Yeah. And uh, the people, like I can't tell you how many things I've seen from the Iranian people like online saying, Yo, your media is telling you the wrong thing. We actually really are supportive of the end of this regime. Like, thank you, America. Thank you, Trump. Um, of course, you know, you have people on both sides, but the majority of, like, the Iranian people are not supportive of the um, of the regime. So, yeah, I think that's super cool, and I think it's cool that this is happening right at the same time as these... Uh, uh, cosmic yeah. uh, alignments that are happening that are indicating this kind of stuff to happen. And when I say this is cool, of course, anybody that is involved in this, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that war or death is cool at all. Please don't get me wrong. I'm saying that the the Iranian people taking back their country is a good thing ultimately, and um, that's what I believe. So, and it, it makes me happy to think that I might be able to visit Iran within my lifetime too because that's something I've always wanted to do and it's never been a possibility um, thank you for adjusting that hasn't been a possibility since we've been here you messed up my mouse yo sorry I was trying to get rid of the ad but it's oh. just it's okay ads are a natural part of the internet they're like weeds I'm also trying to push you into frame because we can barely see you oh, my bad. Not, to, not to here put any just tell me I'm just I'm just getting know. carried away in um, I know my thoughts and it's important to me that this is all happening because I've met your family of course and it's the Iranian trauma in a way is kind of very present in your family through generations and they've been affected by it personally what's been going on there and you as a child have even done like yeah. you've been awarded with your ability to do research and present the drama of Iran, even when you were a kid. So this has been a part of you. You've been watching this since you were wee little. One and your family has. So 
it means a lot to us to see what is going on and that there is at least two sides to the story and that there is voices being heard about this from Iran as well as, you know, random people in the USA who are making assumptions based off of what they saw on mainstream media. So that's how things go. And we wanted to offer our voices and our opinions about these things because again we have every right to thankfully we are in that country and we have those rights still and we believe that we want people who are really experiencing it firsthand to come forward and speak about it we want more of the conversation to be truthful because these are people's lives and this drama between these two countries especially is obviously what we're being focused on right now what we're being forced to watch and as it's like your family's livelihood in a way and they're you know it's your ancestry that's also being affected by you are part of both countries now so it's it's a personal investment to keep watching this and i'm glad that these astrological and cosmic shifts are bringing whatever this is to the surface and to be discussed publicly in free speech so we're going to definitely be watching it and I'm glad that you brought this as part of our first podcast. Yeah, it's. Um, so, what is it that you actually brought up? Because this is this this article um, that you brought, what I brought up, up was is cool. An article and the formattings. It's a little. Let me see if I can scroll out a little bit. There we go. Protesters in Tehran clash with riot police as they demand the Ayatollah resigns and call for regime change after Iran finally. Oh my God, our spazzy dog! What are you doing? Oh my God, he's going full spaz mode. He doesn't even. He doesn't even toy. He's just going. You okay? Hi. He's so happy. Oh boy. He's excited. Good energy. Podcasts today. are fun. Podcasts. Okay. He loves it. <laughs> Got to get him his own mic. Um. Oh yeah. So specifically, what prompted. What prompted this um, uh, protest was that Iran admitted to shooting down, accidentally shooting down a passenger jet, killing 176 uh, primarily Iranians. And what's interesting, as a weird connection, um, they said that several of the Iranians on the plane held Canadian citizenship. What? Yeah, not that that specifically means anything, but, you know, her being... Uh, Canadian that's weird derived uh, yeah it just uh, in, interesting that. synchronicity um, we're all getting tied in now yeah. it's personal for me now basically with Iran in a in a uh, extreme state of uh, like war um, they they accidentally shot down one of their own planes and who knows I mean who knows what was accident what was not but the fact is that they admitted uh, to shooting it down, and so that's what sparked the, pr- primarily that's what sparked the protest. At least that's what the media is telling us. Right. So, um, Which we take with a grain of salt, as and, always. Yeah. And this is also right in line with everything that Q has been telling us for the past uh, year or more. Um, Q said after after North Korea, so... If, oh if you don't know who Q is, we'll get into that a little later. But for those that do know who Q is, um, after the North Korea uh, peace uh, incident that happened, uh, Q had said that Iran would be next. And then this, this happened, you know, several months later. So it's, it's, um, it's tied in with that, too. And then anything else you want to say before I move on? Oh, my God, Apollo, what are you doing? I think, oh, no, <laughs> he, like, knocked out. 
<laughs> Not the projector. The projector. Unplug okay, let me go plug it in. Hold on. Our son is rebelling against. He's been rebelling against us creating this podcast the whole time because it, it's taking even less of our time with him. Oh. Yeah, you're in trouble now. Okay. All right, there we go. So, all right, next story. Thank you for uh, being patient with us. This is a this is a learning curve, but uh, I think we're doing good. Um, so to segue, I think you had an article you wanted to share. I did. I might have had a sneak peek at. Yes, we've been sneak peeking, even though we're not supposed to. So, I saw this article the other day, and I don't know if you saw it, but it says Iran has a fleet of killer dolphins trained to blow up ships in suicide attacks. So, I feel like there is a layer of chaos that occurs with this whole warmongering that we're seeing in the news. And I don't know why dolphins have been brought into it, and I don't know if this is true, but to strap explosives to dolphins to kill people, and also they say they would strap a, some type of weapon, like harpoons. a harpoon, they literally to their bodies would, they to would strap spear harpoons. and attack divers that are coming in. Iran is on the sea. It is not on, an, on, on like an ocean. So these, you know, there are, are dolphins there, but... The ridiculousness, like, what is your first impression of this? Well, <laughs> I my the happy dolphin. My first impression is, is I don't part. doubt. I don't doubt that this is possible. Yeah, but I I uh, question why why this is even an article right now. Like, why what what's the what's the intent behind this? Um, like, I is it to create fear? Because it's not doing a very good job. <laughs> I, <laughs> but what's also funny about this is not only are they, um, you know, a fleet of killer dolphins, uh, but they were trained originally by Soviet Russia, and Iran bought them back in the year, or sorry, the Islamic Republic bought them in the year 2000. And so, so I was like, twenty-year-old dolphins. I was like trying to picture how this deal went down. Like you know, you have this this old mad scientist who they actually reference in the article. They're like, this trade happened because this uh, mad scientist guy like uh, was basically fired from the Soviet Union, or the program ended, or something like that. Oh my gosh. And uh, so, so the Iranians came in and and swooped him up. But I picture like, I picture <laughs> the scientist guy like taking the government personnel to the lab and you know they go in like some fancy door and it opens up and it's this giant indoor aquarium probably like 20 stories underground with dolphins and oh, God. <laughs> they have like harpoons strapped to them because they probably want a demonstration right it's like so a doctor like, evil thing okay. like literally sharks with friggin laser beams yeah. attached to their heads that's why i'm like i don't doubt that this has been tried and it's possible but i kind of doubt that this is like something that's actually R well, relevant. they were bought 
20 years ago, which is something I didn't know. So yeah. these dolphins are a little bit older and yeah. maybe a little less aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what a dolphin's lifespan is, the year 2000. You know, and what this also brought up for me was like, how much do the dolphins know what they're doing? Yeah. Like, are these, uh, what I imagine they do is that they treat, train the dolphins to identify to a submarine swim aggressively towards a submarine and and swim towards the submarine to like get a treat or whatever and then uh press probably press a button that gets them a treat when they practice it and then when they actually send them off you know that button explodes um yes the <laughs> the ethics are really bad on this one because they but don't like, know how much do the dolphins know yeah. because dolphins are really smart like you know some people say they're smarter than people they're definitely more telepathic than people. So, so are these dolphins evil dolphins? Be, yeah, negative. And I mean, it could be. I mean, what are the personalities of these dolphins? What did this person do to these dolphins? Overall, it's just really, really twisted. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know something out why Austin something Powers. like this was added. And I really hope that these isn't these dolphins do not exist. And this is just some really weird story that they that was made up and pushed in our media. But my heart goes out to these dolphins. I really hope that they can be saved and rehabilitated. But also yes. all these people who are in this war right now. So dolphins are also involved. All of There's many sentient beings involved in this interesting. I don't know if you can see Apollo, but he's literally falling asleep with his head like between his back legs. Oh I don't God. even know what he's doing. It's like a yoga pose, but he fell asleep. I <laughs> move these doodads oh there he goes he's finally worn himself yes, okay. out having a one-year-old pit bull well let's talk about that for a second well so okay in dog years he'd be like seven right but he still feels like a toddler to me yeah apollo has just we were pretty sure reached a year around the sun we didn't know how old he was exactly when we got him we got him from outside of a grocery store a woman was giving away these puppies that were very very emaciated like they were very small clearly starving all hunched in on themselves because they're so hungry and then she had just fed them adult dog food so their bellies were swollen it was a mess and we we rescued him from that situation made sure all those other puppies had a place to go and we've been with him and raising him in the van he's like an untouched he is truly a, an example of a divine sovereign being in our opinion he is untouched and in all ways that people do alter dogs i know some of you may have opinions about that and i'm bringing this up with knowing that in mind but that was decisions that we made which was basically just to let him live and just see how it went and we believe that spirit brought us this little beautiful gem and we believe that spirit will take him away and whatever it is that his life path is it's kind of up to him and we wanted to we wanted to experiment with that and we haven't caused him any danger or any harm in doing so we've taken good care of him but he has grown to be a very colorful driven self-directed curious young young man and he is dealing with hormones that he's not dealt with before and he is you know he has his own thing going on and he is liking the house he really enjoys the house and we look forward to having, taking him on more hikes having apollo has really taught me the importance and value of um uh 
positive reinforcement training oh, over yes. negative reinforcement training. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I've owned a lot of dogs over my life, like with my family. Owned. Oh, yeah. See, exactly there. There's another one of those words I've I've made acquaintance with. Yeah. <laughs> I've roommated with many dogs <laughs> You've over my lived life. lived amongst. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, just one of those I'm things. I'm just that, saying, there it is, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. And we're kind of trying to avoid that. But some people would argue, yeah, I own my dog. Like, I know people that would be that. And like, sure, legally, I'll say like I own my dog, but from a, um, from a, uh, like spiritual metaphysical standpoint you i don't think i own anything right so i don't i don't own my dog i don't even own like my body i don't know like it's that, that's such a weird word to me it's 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 a legal thing that's been um, kind of superimposed upon our society these are the kinds but, of thoughts and conversations yeah. we have all the time so that's why we made a podcast because we were like hey maybe but it's so yeah i've 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 worked with a lot of dogs and um most of my life, most of the advice that I've gotten with dogs from family, friends, strangers, dog uh, trainers yeah. has always been, well, you need to be alpha over your dog. You need to um, like have ownership. You need to command like the the energy with the dog. And it's um, with a lot of people, it's a very forceful thing. Some people can make that work in like a harmonious way. Um, but a lot of times that style of training uh, it has to be done through negative reinforcement, you know, like punishing the dog. And with Apollo, it's been such a spiritual lesson for us yeah. because he does not respond at all to negative reinforcement. Like mm-hmm. it just makes him go crazier. So or he like, just stares at you like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like it just doesn't work. And um, it's, it's, that's good because it's really taught us like positive reinforcement and the value of positive reinforcement and um it's still been a journey for us we're still working with them and now that we're in a house it's a whole different ball game because we can work with them in a whole different way yeah that we weren't able to when we were living mobily and yeah it's really awesome i'm like i'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the man that apollo is going to become one day me too i'm looking forward to him kind of chilling out a little bit he has a lot of energy but that's okay he's a vibrant one-year-old puppy and um it's also shown me areas in my life where i've received negative reinforcement and how that's been a part of my life and have been a part of forming my behaviors and how i was i was naturally going in that direction with him because that's kind of what i knew and it really made me evaluate my own life a lot and what I experienced growing up in school and sports and my family and everything. So if you've never had a pet and, you know, you want one, I would advise you to, you know, make that intention known. Be like, hey, I would receive a companion, a, a animal companion into my life. If that's meant to be, I would receive them. And I will accept them in the most natural way possible. And that's sort of what I made my intention. And I was meditating. And then that that notice that there's, hey, there's puppies over here. We got to go check them out. And that's what happened. And that's how we got them. So it was, it's all about your intention, just like with this house. And so that's another thing we hope to be able to, I don't know, model or portray or share about through this podcast. And I think we've been doing that in our social medias and so on. But yeah. We just thought we'd throw that information in there for you because a lot of people love Apollo and he's kind of our mascot in a way. And 
our sweet baby boy. We've had so many way. people tell us that he needs to be like the center of our branding. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, here's a like fun a story. Like a commodity. On, on my birthday last oh, year, sweet. Uh, we were hanging out at a bar in Ojai. And um, we ended up meeting the drummer from The Temptations. Um, yeah. You know, the old... Uh, like... Who pulled up on his motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't an original band member. He was like the current touring member. But mm-hmm. he was like in love with Apollo. And he was like, you guys, like I can see it. Like he needs to be on sweatshirts. And he's got to have his own Instagram. And, you know, he's got to have the full deal. And he's going to be famous. And we're like, we're okay with Apollo being famous and, and us just being like the background. Like that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll be our new podcast logo was just going to be Apollo's face because I think he's made more noises than we have in this first episode. Yeah. (laughs) And he's going to sleep through the rest of it. (laughs) So funny. (sighs) Okay. Sleep over there. Okay. So next thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch up what we discussed the order was just to interject a meme because I think it's good timing. My meme. I'm going to share my meme now instead of sharing my meme later. Meme culture is a big part of our, our day. (laughs) And actually, I, I have to uh, correct myself. It's not. It's not really a meme. It's kind of just a funny picture. But um, okay. pretty sure. Get ready, everybody. Sure I saw our friend Amber post this. But anyway, here we go. Um, I'll pull up this first because I want to get your reaction. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Oh bam! <laughs> the oh, most awkward. What is angle that? To take a picture of a seal. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is the. Um, is that the top of its head? This is a new uh, aquatic uh, intelligent life form that they just discovered off the coast of Japan. Oh, look at those little, little whiskers. It's the top of its head, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, look at the... those big old eyes. That's so funny. <laughs> Isn't that cute? That's a water puppy. Oh my God, it is totally a water puppy. <laughs> I feel like Apollo is like a, a seal. There you go. See, it's not all about war. Sometimes we want to, we're going to add memes and everything into the podcast for sure. We want to, yeah. we want to bring laughter because we do a lot of yeah. laughing and we want to laugh with more people instead of just by ourselves. Sometimes. Yes. And I feel like we need more laughter. Yes. In like this kind of general community, right? Like this community we does laugh. a lot of um, like really intense digging and investigating and processing. And sometimes it's good to just kick back and relax and enjoy a laugh and and uh yeah anyway we've got another one planned for this podcast just 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 hold on tight because it's there's another one on its way so you ready for the next thing i'm ready for the next okay, thing this is the is this, this my is, thing or your thing this is my thing okay this is the surprise this is the surprise. Another surprise like the intention with this is that we don't see each other's articles beforehand but because we kind of discussed this we we ended up knowing but this one i've kept a secret and i even told her not to go on facebook because uh, I, I posted didn't. this and I didn't want her to see it. So she hasn't been on Facebook. Even go on Facebook today. So hopefully you get a kick out of this. But uh, it's uh, it's not funny. It's, <laughs> just not- a heads up. it's not funny. I'm just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, I think it's, it's something cool. All right. It's like something that I've been waiting to happen that finally happened. Okay. And, and, and yeah. Anyway, okay. So. Show me, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, QAnon is real. What? Yes. They literally discussed Q on Joe Rogan. I've been waiting for this. Um, did you watch it? I watched most of it. I was going to play like the first minute if you want to see. 
Oh my god. I'm nervous. It's interesting. The Joe Rogan podcast is basically, in my opinion, become the people's disclosure platform in a lot of ways because they've had navy pilots come on and be like yeah ufos are real i saw it i've i chased it and they're like yeah we really just got to get over ourselves and be serious about this stuff because it's happening and it's really about this psychologically like my brain goes to okay how are they forming what is the psychology behind this what's the sociology behind this how are they forming public opinion exactly and they've pushed almost like millions of people towards this podcast and it's now get more views than mainstream it seems like networks each show has more of a purpose about forming public opinion about these more conspiratorial concepts that you and i have been talking about and reading about for years many of you have too i'm sure even more years than us because again we're not very old but yeah i'm shocked actually this well, was a really good surprise i because know i know i was excited and i watched it last night and you almost walked in the room like well you did walk in the room i had to pause it every time but i, I did a good job i can't believe you were able to keep this a secret from I me know, from like right <laughs> all day do you want to watch it now okay okay we'll go as long as you want the i think the most important parts in the first like two minutes okay probably, probably yeah that makes sense okay let's hope uh let's hope the volume for this goes well and it's not too loud okay i'm ready i'm nervous what's happening right now is we're um we're we're at a point now where <clears throat> more people don't trust the mainstream information coming in more than ever and it's gotten to the point it's it's, it's snowballing where there's a, a an army they're, they're called anons q anons that they're anonymous but they're all on the same track looking for the truth Anon. digging digging making youtube channels boom there's all these youtube and they're all popping up they're becoming the new news the real news no commercials no um uh bullshit motherfuckers no like advertiser and stuff yeah, yeah. No, no none of those i mean look at the news these days look at the news look what they're saying but who's watching over that, and Eddie? over nobody no one's really over and over what the news over news? and over they're wrong about everything, over and over. Three years of uh, Trump's a Russian agent. They gave Trump the Russian. They gave, that's the worst thing you could give a politician. He's a Russian agent, you can get killed for that shit. They gave him the worst shit. They gave him uh, uh, Russia, racism, rape. Nothing. They gave him all that shit, they nothing stuck. They can't, nothing stuck. But if they could do that to the president, they but could not, do that to it's anybody. The first, it's the hit. first time we've ever really seen that being done to a president. Yeah, I know. Dude, if they like, could do that to him, but they could do that to anybody. Right, but it's interesting because he's the first president ever that's made like an assault on the media. And yeah. instead of like proving their integrity and being unflappable and sticking to the tightest journalistic standards, yep. they've they've actually slipped. Yeah. No matter like, what ha no matter what Trump does, they take the opposite also, stance. No happening. matter what. But it's also happening at the same time. See, Trump got one of the ways that Trump got a lot of attention when he was running for president is being outrageous. Yep. So they would cover him. So all these these news channels that thought they were gonna expose him for being a jerk or for saying crazy things, they shot themselves so they were going to co cover him. They just made him more and more popular. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So their business grew from making <clears throat> fun of him, from talking shit about him, from saying he's going to be impeached, from saying he's going to be in jail. That was a part of their business. And then it stayed a part of their business when he started calling them fake news. Yep. Yeah. And so now, instead of being like at the tightest of journalistic standards – they have actually resorted to a lot of clickbaity shit because now people aren't really reading regular newspapers anymore. And 
I just want to say real quick, that's like such a good point that um, I feel like people haven't said enough that, you know, Trump obviously has publicly attacked the media a lot for being fraudulent. If the media was going to respond in an honest way to that, they would tighten their journalistic standards so much. They would make sure their journalism was impeccable. But instead, there's been like the most amount of misreporting by mainstream media like ever in the past few years. So many lies. So that's, that's a really good point. I'm, I'm going to keep going if you're cool. Okay, okay, I'm ready. They're almost at the part where they talk I'm about I'm waiting Q. to get to the juicy part. They're only watching like short clips online. And now and people are out. paying attention and a lot of people are out. They're out there, like, oh, this is all bullshit. He was right. Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't like Trump, you're like, oh, fuck, Yeah, but he, yeah, even it's if all... you hate Trump, think about this. If Trump didn't win, the person that would be president right now would have a body count. Think about that shit. You'd rather have a person with a body count than Trump just because he's arrogant and overconfident and all that shit. He's a badass businessman. The economy is better than ever, better than ever. Unemployment, better than ever. That's what we have a president here for, to make our country Joe better, dispute more prosperous. Why and that's what he's doing. Would you wear a MAGA hat? <laughs> it's too dangerous. Are you kidding? Joe believes all it's this. Too, he you, just can't if I wear a MAGA hat, I'd be like looking over my... You, if you wear a red hat and it says make America Dude, great again, you, you, you just get killed. killed. If you, you just wear a killed. red hat that says USA, they'll punch you. Dude, I, yeah, I, I, totally. wore, I used to wear one. They had a small red hat. better have a thief. My brother goes, don't wear that hat anymore. I go, why? He goes, because it looks like you're just the biggest Trump supporter. I go, it's a red hat. You can't wear it. Says USA. Hats. He goes, you can't look, wear look, it. Look how powerful the media is. The, po- the media is so powerful that anybody wearing a red hat that says make America great again, it can get punched. Except for Kobe Covington. Dude, well, I don't that, know if it's that, the media that did that. It's just- Isn't that crazy that by supporting a president, you it, like publicly supporting the president, you can actually put your life in danger, especially in particular cities? Yeah. In that's, California. That's is, that is funny to me because that's crazy. I would understand if Trump was like, literally a horrible person and that but i feel like then the actual due process to remove him would be simple and that he would literally have some really decent evidence against him but this whole process of them trying to say all these things about him nothing's really stuck the russia collusion isn't even a a discussion point anymore because they they've got nothing on it yeah and yeah, to make so the crazy. country so turned against it yes. itself and yeah. the words actually make America great again. And, you know, the color thing, I get that. That's kind of weird. Like, you don't want to gain colors and whatever. Wear whatever colors you want. But but the fact that wearing a MAGA hat in, like, L.A. or San Francisco could get you jumped or even, like, killed, that's so crazy. It is weird. That's crazy. But it's... This is not going to last like the truth will prevail. And I believe that very strongly. Well, and And that's it's a huge learning opportunity. This whole thing is bringing it's exposing so much. We don't even know exactly what's it being exposed and what really is going on. And again, hindsight is going to be really good. And this is year 2020. We're supposed to like get all this clarity and all of this vision and understanding about what's going on. And I really believe that is going to happen. And to see that these guys are about to like talk about QAnon right now on yes. the show. Are you in it? Are you into millions it? Millions of people watch this show. Like this is the show that people who feel like that they really know what's going on are watching. Right. And I'm not saying anything against people and I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm human. I make judgments and I'm sorry. But like, it's 
this is powerful and it's important for us to, I think to watch what these people are saying almost mm-hmm. word for word because just like the media they these guys are the media and they are major public opinion page turners like they are making opinions for people and I really that's the dangerous part about this whole thing is that people's opinions are being formed by what they're watching on TV and by what other people's opinions are and that's okay sometimes that's mm-hmm. kind of human nature I feel like that's right. like a survival tactic right. but to do it all the time and not even realize that you are parroting the opinions of the people on TV is is I think why we've gotten into kind of such a mess and this is a behavior and a thing that is going to be kind of worked out of people. And I know the kids, like all on TikTok and everything, they're still working through that too. But some of them, most, more and more and more, the younger they get, are less moved and yeah. um, informed by the news. And they are more informed by more random media and other people making YouTube channels and stuff. Like they watch YouTube channels and TikTok and that's their news for the yeah, day. Yeah, the next generation is not watching CNN or Fox. No, most of them don't have TVs and most of them just have Netflix. Like nobody even really has cable anymore. Well, and that's why it's cool that I like that you follow these YouTubers who are influential and like observe how they're evolving within themselves and i've yes. i've observed this through watching her watch these people um that are like you know you have these youtubers who have millions and millions of followers and it's cool to watch them go on their spiritual journeys yes um like and i know this is a super side rant but i just want to mention this real quick like the dolan twins oh yeah um like i was blown away like at first i was like oh my god these you know these are just some like model like bros and bros. like a silly youtube channel like i'm not yeah, whatever but after watching a couple and watching like how they like, process empathic thing. and and intelligent and like um heartfelt they were yeah. and like how much they truly truly cared about their following and then recently they literally just moved into a van well <laughs> kind of they they bought a sprinter van made it their own Renovated conversion it. yeah and drove it across the country. And we were like, oh, my God. Like, we thought it was so funny because they were going through all the, you know, major van life uh, obstacles that you go through when you but first start. But they did it in, like, a they, month. They did the hardest thing they could have done. They, like, they they built the van themselves. And then they did a cross-country road trip as fast as possible without knowing where they were going to stay or anything. They, like, totally jumped into it. But that's so inspiring to their millions of followers to do something like that. I thought it was super cool. But anyway... um, Unless you want to say anything more on that, let's get back to the video. Okay. All right. They're going to get into it. They're getting to it. He's about to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I what is it people's reaction no, to those hats? No. It's anti-Trump. The media hat. It could have been a black yeah. hat. No, it no, could have been whatever the, hat. All the anti-Trump stuff comes from the media. It all comes from well, the media. Well, it comes from the media yes. because of what we were talking about earlier. It became their business to talk shit about Trump. And they thought by doing that, they were going to sink him. They really did. Yeah. They didn't realize how resilient he is. Like boys, say what you it's want. Not about, it's not just about Trump. Hey, it wasn't just Trump. It's Trump was recruited. He was. There's good people. Okay, in, we're going too deep. Okay, dude. How about I went no, to that comic it, that the was I think it's comics there's pizza. A, there's a there's a plan. How do to, you know this to, for sure? Because uh, I'm I'm into it every day, man. But just follow Q. Follow Q. Q. But how do you know that they're right? Because everything that's happening right now, we knew about They've it two it. years ago. We knew about all this shit, the FISA D-class, all this shit, all the people that are going down. We knew it. it's still going on right now. Q's dropping right now. Q is Trump and the people that, around him. It's there. It's a an intelligence uh, dissemination program. You know who believes in all that shit? Pat it's Miletic. True. It's true. Pat I mean, Miletic. Of course. He's got a thing called the Conspiracy Farm. He's got a podcast. Yeah. 
Q's real, dude. Q is okay. real. It's 100% real. All it is, all Q is, is they're dropping info to the people, the patriots, the people who really want the best for the country. Not the loony left. They don't want the best for the country. They tr the what, left, do you, what, do you mean, what do you think the loony left wants? The loony left right now, all the, the, the top of the loony left, the, the top yeah. of the loony left, the top of them, they're all going to go down for some shit. Okay. It's what not just Hunter Biden. It's not just Hunter Biden. What it's do you Pelosi. Think they want? Eddie. They want world wars. They want. You know what happened? Remember, remember, nine eleven. The day before nine eleven, Donald Rumsfeld makes an announcement that the Pentagon is missing yes. two point three trillion dollars. Right. Guess what? There was going to be a lot of investigations going on. People were going to go down for that. But guess what? Nine eleven happens and no one brings it up. So if we have a world war right now, uh, those people won't go to prison. What would you rather go? You rather go to prison or world war? This is your theory. Well, this is a, the Q plan. But do you think this the is world what's war? Going on? And so some, you, what would you rather? Nancy, hold on a second. <laughs> you think Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton, all these people, got together and said, "Hey, we're going to go to jail unless we start a world war." So let's collude. No, no, no. I'm not saying war. no, no. They're not. They didn't say let's they're start a it. world war. But they want. It's a lot more. It's a lot more complicated than that. But do they want a world war? Do they want another 9/11? Fuck yeah, dude. You don't think Biden wants a World War Three? Trump, Trump, Trump doesn't. Though. I don't think, I think Trump does. Dude, have I you seen the video? Biden wants to be president. Have you seen yes, the video? Have it. you seen the video of Biden at the CFR? You've seen that video of him bragging, doing a quid pro quo. Yes, that's what this is all about. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know a handful of people who are rather influential. Q. <laughs> reporters who are probably crapping their pants right now right. about this happening and i'm happy for them I well really because am. these guys probably know who they are because they freaking clearly do joe knows he just said what, that there's youtube channels people talking about q yes. like this is a thing and to me clearly joe knows joe like knows. about this stuff like you can tell because he was you, like I mean, that's too deep if you even know who he joe is like as a person joe used to be the he used to be like how eddie is now publicly like yeah. super conspiracy well, theory public like the doesn't give a shit person. about what other people say and he got controlled he like there was a point where like maybe five years ago where he his show took like a major turn in what he was allowed to say and he started bashing all the conspiracy theories he he started publicly denouncing what he had previously said and that has changed in the past two years it's like his control has been lifted and he's talking about truth again but he's doing it in a tactful way where the majority of his fan base is not gonna attack him because joe's thing is he is the the observer right he's like the uh, mm -hmm. the uh, devil's Unmasked. advocate guy like he's just there to provide a counter point of view and like get to know what your point of view is which is good which is good and to me you can totally tell that like he supports trump because he's not um he's not bashing him he's he's saying positive things about him but he's not coming out and saying like i support trump because that would be the media would turn on him they'd flip on him and his show would crash and he knows that so it's crazy to see this because this is the closest thing he can do to supporting q by putting a video on his channel that literally says q and on is real even if they put eddie's name in front of it that is so significant well how many views does it have it has it's got 233,000. That's it? Okay. Well, well, we'll and, see. you know, that's probably being yeah, manipulated as but well. Still, that's a lot. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. we'll see who else is going to start talking about Q. Well, and, and it wasn't negative. He didn't go, no. oh, that's stupid no. or anything. Because well, even just saying, oh, that's stupid coming out of Joe's mouth, 
that's what people will feel right. and will say over and over and over and over right. and over like an army of brainless people. Right. And it's sad because I want people to think for themselves and that's the battle we're, we're working on. Yep. I know that might be again a judgment and I don't want to be negative or anything, but it's frustrating sometimes when it seems like a lot of really intelligent people I know are very closely watching this because it does seem to be very imperative to what is actually going on in this shadow shadow war that never really ended after world war ii it has continued the drama never stopped there was never a place of like peace the 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 drama just got more and more intense and we are living through one of the most incredible times on this in the drama of the earth and it's there's plenty of times where the drama has been incredible and intense, but I think this is maybe the actual time where it's going to be coming to a positive resolution Yeah, and it's been a long time coming. So yeah, that's really cool. So, uh, we won't play the rest of the video, but, uh, as it goes on and they get deeper into it, Joe eventually says, uh, I can't talk about this. Like we have to talk about something else. He uh, says that like twice. First he says it casually. And then he says, guys, I can't talk about this. And Dude. they changed the conversation. And what's cool That's is the... That's a good surprise, baby. The what? That's a good surprise. Yeah. Thank well, you. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. I was Thank hoping you I were really like liked it. it. I would never have guessed. I had pulled up another Joe Rogan video to put on the show <laughs> that was she so was mad. like, I don't want to have Joe Rogan. We can't have a podcast on our podcast. I'm like, what's wrong with that? Like, I want to talk tacky. about this. This is an influential It's uh, true. Thing. Now I'm going to become just a solely joe rogan podcast reviewer we gotta we gotta watch this whole episode i haven't seen it yet but i saw another clip from this episode where they talk about the vatican and they're talking about how the vatican is actually luciferian at its core and that catholicism is luciferian that's not one that that i had pulled up that that you were like "Um." oh yeah well because i was like maybe we won't because it was was, highlight that yeah kind of dark but you know we have to combat the darkness to bring in the light yeah but anyway uh Go check it out if you want to see it. Just look up Joe Rogan; it'll come up. But they 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 showed the um, the main chamber hall. Well, first the one that looks like a snake. You know the they designed that hall. Have you seen that? <sighs> it looks like a snake's face with the fangs and everything. Yes, I have. And then they showed the main like church hall or whatever, where uh, you know he's got his the Pope has his throne, and they have Jesus and like all this stuff going on and. Uh, they're talking about how it's like not a good depiction of Jesus. It's like Jesus with like, it's very dark. It looks like demons are like pulling him down. It looks like a, he's like, this looks like a Slayer album cover. This is not Jesus. And uh, I thought that was really important because something that we've, um, that's been coming up a lot lately yeah. is um, how, uh, okay, so when I say the Vatican is Luciferian, Luciferian is a very vague term, I realize. Uh, generally, I mean like, um, when I say people are Luciferian, like they worship what would be considered demonic entities or satanic entities. Um, Lucifer, Satan, demons are all just labels, right? But whatever these forces are, whatever you want to call them, um, uh, the, the upper echelon people, the Vatican worship those things. And the worship of these entities is all about inversion of truth. Luciferianism is all about inversion of truth. So what's the biggest inversion of truth you can do for, um, say, somebody like Jesus, who I believe was a real person, who was a very 
magical divine being who was sent here to teach us how to be more like him and more like Christ consciousness. Um, what's the biggest way to distort that if you are supporting demonic entities? Well, it's first to use that that image in its most negative, grotesque form. So what is what is? And I'm I'm sorry if there's Catholics out there um, that that take offense to this, but I I feel very strongly about this, and I'm not I'm not saying Catholics are bad. No, at all. <laughs> I'm saying the upper echelon powers of the Catholic Church um, are rooted in in this and uh so so anyway so what would you what do you do to jesus there's a compelling case yeah that, and it it's showing because it seems like all of the articles lately are the pope and the right well where what i is think everybody knows now that are having blah 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 problem i and, feel like everybody knows that the vatican's full of pedophilia yes and, that, and that's just rampant because people have experienced it and are talking about it but anyway, so so what I want to get to is like, what is their personification of Jesus? Well, it's like Jesus in his in his dying uh, state, where he's been vanquished. Yeah, he's like, been over overtaken. Why would you choose humiliated? To, why would you choose to show your savior, Which the person that you love, in a in a light that has them like in their dying state, tortured. Not rather than being like in a meadow or like with, you know, giving people things or being magical yeah. and like positive. So inversion of truth is what the Luciferian uh, cults are all about. They they want to tell you exactly the opposite of um, what is real, basically, or invert very basic truths. So we didn't put it in the podcast, but we did. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to talk about it anyway. It's just like, it's really important. This is how, this is why I love Jace, because he will talk about these things with any really you know we've talked about it many times but i think it's funny because i'll be like please i don't want to talk about this right now and then you're like okay and then you just like go right into it so some, some of us just need that you know some things need to be brought to the surface you know and that's why we made a podcast so <laughs> now <laughs> so everyone gets to hear about it and gets to weigh in on it because we want to hear what you guys think about it too and yeah because it's important. People who are forming public opinion need to be watched very closely. And I think also have their power taken away from them and more equalized across all of us. And that's why I want you guys to make podcasts too. And I will watch them. So, okay. Great news. Great surprise. Great segment. Great choice. I appreciate you making that a surprise for me. I love surprises. I love you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh what's next um so next we have i'm pretty sure the you. justin bieber story oh no um which, this one i've been dreading oh i know so okay first of all can i start yeah please go. so i justin bieber was one of the first people i ever saw in concert totally by accident it was very divine like someone was like let's go to this concert i'm like who Oh, Justin Bieber. That's weird. Okay, let's go. And the amount of energy this little person was able to harness from the thousands of people in this room was beyond me. I had never been to a concert, to be fair, but the amount of like energy I was feeling, like I wasn't even that attuned and aware of what I was capable of at that age, but I felt it. I felt it. And I was like, holy crap, this is incredible. How is he doing this? How is he able to even do this, like dance for that many 
minutes straight. Like clones. It was blowing my mind, and the the level of screaming and energy was being produced by the people in the room. It was very noticeable, and I will never forget that feeling. And I've been following him loosely, I would say, since then. And I've been to another concert of his when he got a little older. I've seen his movie, the Never Say Never movie. And I've had multiple dreams with this celebrity and personal, like me in a private area, checking on him and talking to him and being like, everything's okay. How are you? Things like that. And I haven't had dreams like that with many other beings at all. And recently, you know, Kanye West has come up. I've been in a dream with Kanye West a couple times. Trump has been in my dreams a couple Mm, times. Trump's been in my dreams too. So dreams are a whole other topic. But recently, Justin Bieber has released a song called Yummy, apparently. Album, right? I think it's just a song. I might be totally wrong. See, I'm not that. I think it's the whole album. Because everything he's posting is hashtag yummy. I know, but it might just be a song. Okay, maybe, maybe. We might have to fact fact check that. Fact check us. But again, we, it was blowing up in our community because they, he on his Instagram was posting images of babies with hashtag yummy. And some of them were even in weirdly, I would say even suggestive poses, like as a baby in my brain, there's no such thing as a suggestive or sexual pose of a baby because babies don't know what the heck they're doing. They're just doing things, you know, babies are cute. They do cute things. But in this context, it was really weird. And it was weird to me because he's never really given me that impression that he's kind of creepy. A lot of celebrities definitely have given me that impression. And as we all know, a lot of these celebrities have mm, dabbled in pedophilia and weird. And this is part of the weird control structure of Hollywood. And this is all coming to light. I'm sure all of you have already heard about this. And this is no new news. But to hear it and see it from Justin is strange to me and I personally want to believe that maybe he's bringing this to light in a way he's making this more public and making it inflammatory so people do speak up more about this stuff and he it still becomes it's still a relevant topic and so would you mind sharing what yeah so in addition to the um, pictures of the babies like baby babies yeah um uh with the hashtag yummy this is one of the um Instagram pictures that he posted um, of the album of the album or single yummy. I yeah. Think I'm pretty sure it's the album, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I think it's a single, but um, you know, if you're familiar with the, uh, the current state of uh, rampant pedophilia, the cult pedophilia, um, or I should say that the pedophilic cults um, within like Hollywood and the music industry yeah. and uh, Washington, D.C. Um, There's lawsuits and people getting arrested for it right now. Yeah. Publicly. And, and so a big like part of this is Pizzagate. Um, and Pizzagate was, yes. of course, the um, the thing that came out in the 2016 WikiLeaks drop um, that uh, showed pretty dang in your face that uh, very significant people in the government were um, emailing with known pedophile lingo codes um, and and it got the name pizzagate because pizza was one of the biggest uh, nomenclatures used in the emails and so there's a lot of misinformation around so what did pizza mean do you remember pizza 
I'm pretty sure is like child. I think it's just child. Yeah. So people are basically ordering food and using names like hot dogs and ice cream and pizza. I don't know if ice cream is one of them, but that's an example. Simple American foods. And they were actually ordering kids. Yeah. Or like hot dogs is another one. Like in, in during the Obama administration and examples, they ordered a hundred thousand dollars worth of hot dogs. And, um, the, uh, which is the, a little weird, the code, the decoding. Um, I don't remember if this is with the FBI or, or who did this Wiki investigation, Leaks. but hot dogs are like male strippers. So first of all, the white house is not really allowed to have outside food, but a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> worth of hot dogs. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's a side thing. But the, um, I want to say the pizza gate thing, that yes. name, I know that triggers a lot of people because when they think pizza gate, they think, Oh, it's that, it's that uh, comet ping pong that that guy shot up because he thought they were running. They thought Hillary Clinton was running a pedophile ring in the basement. They, the media really narrowed down on their story. They really got a very specific thing to refute and make the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Pizzagate was never uh, really about a comet ping pong or like there being trafficking directly in the basement. Like that was never the focus of it. That was always a side. Yeah, they made it into pizza places being a place of pedophilia instead of pizza being a code for pedophilia. Right. And Comet Ping Pong was still... um, Or sex trafficking, I should say, in another term. Comet Ping Pong was still... Still um, creepy. Really, like, a part of that because... um, It was in Washington. They were doing trafficking in James Elephantis. Yeah, it was in D.C. And James Elephantis, who was the owner of Comet Ping Pong... Um, had an Instagram where he was posting really, really pedophilic imagery um, and lingo, like constantly, like. So I, this is know, also happening on Instagram. What? This is now also happening on Instagram. Yeah. Justin. So so PizzaGate. So pizza pizza is the symbol when it comes to pedophilia. That's a huge symbol. Yeah. Um, and so to see this on top of the baby pictures is was just a little uh, creepy. Yeah, it was really in my face, especially like, what the heck is this? It was disgusting to me. And also, since I had a a background with this particular celebrity in my own like little life, and it was very concerning, but also it also was like, what is this? I need to know what is what am I being shown here? And I really hope. That this is, I I hope that this is going to be enlightening. And I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I also have a suspicion that my friend, whoever Justin is, really has also been a victim of being exploited as a child. And I also felt that when I saw him there on the stage, and they made him into basically a sex symbol when he was a child, and really. It was it was hard to watch. And so watching him also go through his transition into adulthood and everything and how it was rough a little bit. He's now about to put a whole YouTube series about mm. an interview series, I think, or a docuseries about his life the last few years and kind of explain what he's been going through. So I'm definitely going to keep my eyes open for that and watch his own explanation of what's going on but this was really it seems almost out of place like it doesn't even feel like it's really him doing this it was it feels really out of place but we want to use it for good we want to enlighten people that the pizza thing is not cute and it does seem to point in the direction of this not great 
behavior of people in Hollywood and in humanity. And it's concerning and an alarming thing to see. So whatever this is going to unfold, I really hope that we're going to get some more clarity on this and I'm not going to allow my bias for this person to judge, like, smear my judgment as many people may do and i think he's probably one of the most well-loved celebrities maybe in the world he is probably one of the most popular well-known people and so if he is going to be the one that's going to expose this through this thing he may be the easiest to forgive in a weird way so that's where my mind's going with this i hope you're right i i I am near really an eternal optimist so i really want to spin this either way for the enlightenment of humanity well and i do feel at the core that like bieber is not a bad person he himself Mm -hmm. so whatever we're seeing here who knows what this is who knows who controls the social media exactly who knows you know there's there's ways that they can have copies of people out there that aren't actually you right like there's or they're blackmailing him by doing yeah, this exactly or, or he's, weird. he's being controlled manipulated Who knows? because so. he's gonna ex- he was maybe planning to expose it and then they're like no you're actually the sicko or yeah. the games yeah. the, the mind games are very deep with this whole thing because nobody all the real pedophiles don't want to be exposed and they don't want to be exposed for what they did to these celebrity children and blah 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 like they want to keep their secret because that's what they're good at they like the secrets and just to segue from there um i we were originally going to talk about this in our show and then we decided no it it was it happened too long ago but i do want to bring it up the golden globes in relation to this because it ties in right because i know there might still be people out there who are watching this who um are not familiar with the extent of like uh, the pedophilia in the cabal or the deep state or whatever you want to call them the illuminati um, the dark forces that that like to control things. Um, Ricky Gervais. The critters. Ricky Gervais' um, monologue at the Golden Globes was insane. Like, like yes, it was. I know a lot of people probably watched that that aren't aware of that stuff and thought, "Wow, that was pretty funny." But like. <laughs> It was so much more than funny. In fact, I don't think a single thing he said in his monologue was actually a joke. Um, I didn't think it was that funny. It was just like shocking to me. Yeah. Like, holy shit, they just called them all perverts. Yeah. And that they all know Jeffrey Epstein and that. They say Apple uses slave labor and then they pan to Tim Cook and he's just like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what's interesting to pay attention to in that video is who they show on camera the most what celebrities because ricky was reading off a teleprompter right so what does that tell you that nbc knew what he was going to say that wasn't like a surprise that was planned all those camera angles were planned and the person that they panned to the most that i noticed was tom hanks and did you see how uncomfortable tom hanks looks and i know this is um i know that's this is tough for a lot of people to hear but Tom Hanks, um, in my opinion, research conclusions, is one of the biggest, uh, let's just say, pedophiles in Hollywood, sexual abusers. You can't fully claim that, but you can say that it appears. Yes. No, I'm saying this is my my opinion. I'm not not saying this is truth. I'm saying based on what... Because those are big claims, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying based on what I've seen, based on what Isaac Cappy said 
Isaac Cappy being the Hollywood whistleblower who was suicided um, in 2019. He Yeah, but his thing's even suspicious too. Yeah. Um, Him and what he's up to. Yeah, yeah, but still, but still, like the way that, yeah, it... I know, I know, I know. The whole thing is weird, but there's a lot of weird things about Tom Hanks, and I just think it's important that... Um, that they were panning to him a lot. That they panned there to him was intention. discomfort. Yeah, major tension. Intention. Intention, yeah, yeah. Behind, like, the camera work. Yes. They also showed Ellen a lot. Ellen DeGeneres. Tiffany Fitzhenry has a great um, series of articles about how Ellen DeGeneres is actually a deep state agent. Um, Tiffany Fitzhenry is a Hollywood whistleblower that is doing amazing work to uncover a lot of this stuff in yeah, Hollywood. Shout out to Tiffany. And yeah, uh, Ellen, she points out that Ellen is one of the biggest uh, agents within the deep state in Hollywood. And they showed Ellen a ton that night. So yeah, it's important to see who they pan to because they're giving us hints. They, they put mm-hmm. this stuff out. They did it in a way that people could integrate com- through comedy. The comedy is one of the best ways for people to integrate information. Yes. Um, because they'll listen to it because it's funny, as is. It's a great psychological tactic to help deliver information to people um, when they might otherwise be opposed to it. And I think they're really planting seeds for the collective right now. So. Yes. Yeah, that I was awesome. I, I really enjoyed that show. It is nice to see that there are seeds being planted and that these things are being pointed towards instead of us just in the background all talking about it, but it not showing up in popular culture. So it's good to see that this is now showing up in popular culture. It is becoming more blatant. It's becoming more of a talking point, And it's just going to continue to snowball, in my opinion. And we're all a part of it. So keep your ears and eyes open for this exposure. Be extremely critical, in my opinion. I think that's very important to be very, 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 very critical because even the people they're going to throw in our face, I have a feeling, are not the biggest culprits of this. And it's potential that the biggest offenders of this thing may not be known for many years after all of this really kind of blows up, becomes public knowledge and whatever. Or may not even be known ever to people now. Like the biggest offenders are probably people we don't even know their faces or names. We do not know them. I, I totally think that makes sense because that's the smartest thing to do. If you're going to be deep in the shadows, you right. must not be seen. And uh, one thing that Q has really told us about all this is that, like you're saying, a lot of these uh, people that we know their names and faces are really just puppets that are yeah. being controlled by the higher forces who we don't know. And we can't always blame these individuals for their actions because um, a lot of them are very directly controlled yeah. in what they do. They are also, a lot of them are also victims themselves. And this is classic cycle of abuse. And we really are trying to break the cycles of abuse. And it's, it's not going to be, it may be a messy process, but I, I personally am committed to having it be done in this lifetime. And I'm going to participate in any way I can to break the cycle of abuse on this planet. And I think that we're both committed to that. And we work on it every day to truly even with our own dog, yep. trying to break those cycles. And it's really, it's hard because the, the cycles and it is so deeply ingrained in our society. It's actually crazy how much it's really in there. And we're all just, you know, we're all just walking each other through this. And um, I'm grateful for the people that I know and have met and have created a community around to have these conversations and also be a part of the solution and be a part of the healing and I think that's really important and what is a passion of mine personally. 
And fun, fun fact, I have a lot of astrological placements in my personal chart that are like talking about the darkest things, the most occult stuff and bringing it to the light. It's literally in my chart. I was literally born for this, you could say. So I'm happy that it's happening in this lifetime because it gives me something, it gives me purpose. It gives me something to do. And it's only, I think it's only going to get more and more intense this year, which is probably why we have started a podcast because I have a feeling that the content is going to be flowing and I look forward to participating in it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well said. And with you, of course, course. my love. (laughs) Is there more? Is there more? Um, Well, I I really like what you said about how um, this is about the ending of cycles of abuse. Like we're sharing this information not because we like to dwell on the dark, but because the dark needs to be exposed for the cycles of abuse to end. And um, as divine sovereign beings and and stewards of this planet, we will not tolerate um, darkness uh, manipulating people and having its way so um we bring these things up because it's about uh it's about bringing humanity back to balance and awareness and um children are such a big part of it saving the children yeah there are a lot of children out there that have been not treated uh including you and me yeah yeah that's true yep We're, we're all we're all on a path of healing so this stuff is being brought forward because these are things in the collective that we're going to need to heal and that we're going to need to face as, as a collective. So, um, it's important to talk about. And, um, I like that we can talk about that and still like maintain a high vibration and, uh, and, uh, sense of wellness and health. We're doing it with love. Yes, exactly. I think. Yeah. And truly I want to send love to all of the people and beings that we talked about in this podcast. And it's, I think love is really the answer. And, it's it's what we want to continue to bring and and encourage so i want yeah. to do this lovingly yes as tricky as it might be and we love you all and we do There's love so you many all. amazing and this was a labor of people. love for sure we brought all of our goodies a lot of our trinkets and not trinkets but really honestly sacred things that we've collected the last year and we want to send this energy to you because We've gotten a great opportunity to live a year really as free people. And we learned so much and we learned how to love even deeper. And we want to bring, we want to bring that energy to you. We want to grow with you and not hide anymore, hide ourselves away. We want to really step up and try and do something of impact to humanity and share our love with all of you. And that's why we want to add funny, goofy things into our podcast and, you know, shuffle it in with some really deep, deep stuff. Because we love you and we love, we love all of it. We love it all in a way. Love you. (laughs) Camera's over there. I love I just you. notice you keep looking over here. I'm looking at myself. No, I'm looking at you. I'm looking over at here. We're going to get used to this. <laughs> They're mostly just listening, really, let's be honest. Well, with that, let's end on our last fun note. I think you've got something to share with us, right? I do. So as a, I don't know what I am. I'm all, I'm like the one of the last years of a millennial and I think you're one of the first years of the next gen, Gen uh, Z. No, it's all labels. It's a little labely, but in our community of people, there is a meme meme culture, and things are happening. 
boom, boom, boom every day. The funniest thing is new and happening every day. And this is one of the newest, funniest things that I've seen. And I think it's appropriate for us and our love and our affinity for animals in particular. So I thought we'd share that for you as a finale. And thank you all very, very much for sitting with us through this podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, reach out to us friends and family who actually saw this i know you're watching this i know you know us and we want to hear how you feel about it we want to participate with you if you want to have your creative content um also on our show like we did in the beginning please reach out to us the information is in the description you can email ascensiondiaries at gmail.com is there any other finale things that you'd like to say before we finish with our little piece of cuteness think you said it okay <laughs> thank you guys for watching if you're if you're still watching through all this um, major major gratitude to you thank you so much yes thank you so let's uh let's watch the funny video man walking his parrots in public is there volume oh my gosh <laughs> that's all it is let's see if i can make it bigger for people <laughs> It's so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's so grainy, but it's so grainy, but it's so see. good. Basically, if you can't tell, I'm just gonna narrate for you. There's this guy who somehow managed to like put leashes on their two parrots. I think they're macaws, really, and um, yeah, they these parrots are flying in front of him as he's running behind them, trying to keep up, and somehow the leash and everything is not getting tangled and these birds are getting a second to fly it's a little little, little dark in a weird way because like having pet birds i think it's kind of twisted sometimes but sometimes it's too late and now you have to care for these birds who live to be like 70 let's hope that they're rescue birds yes. and that that's the most flying that they can do yes and like health wise sure that they, that's, at least they're getting the time of their something right you know but yeah it looks like everybody is having a great time in that video and that brings a smile to my face so these are the things people are doing and putting on the internet out there and it's not all conspiracies some people are just like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and walk my two giant my birds <laughs> and someone from their car is gonna film me <laughs> and then it's gonna get a million views on tiktok and every 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 child between the ages of like five and 20 is going to see this in the world. So there you go. We All right. To make sure you're in the loop. Hope you enjoyed that ending. Um, thanks again for being here with us mm -hmm. and we will see you in the next episode. All right. Much love. <laughs>